Hi there, this is Ryan Sheets, and today I'm with a Walton graduate student, Karthik Selvaraj, who is currently a student in our Masters of Information Systems program. Karthik was educated and worked previously in India, and he has many great things to say about working as a team member and about inventing his professional self. So be sure you listen up to him, see what you can learn. Thanks for listening. So I guess the first thing I would like to, to know is, you know, I'm sounding like a job interview, but tell me about yourself. Um, how did you invent who you are? What did the process of invention look like for you? Well, uh, professionally, um, I think it started way back in school. Uh, so um, I used to be involved in uh, student activities like uh, elocution and uh, you know, quizzes. So that is where I started my uh, first uh, exposure to teamwork. And there on, I also used to work summers at my uh, father's office. I used to be the front desk guy, uh, checking in people, checking out people. And uh, after that, uh, as a full-time professional, I went on to uh, school in engineering. Uh, as a full-time student, my undergrad was in engineering. And then uh, directly after undergrad, I started a full-time job at a software company in India. Mm. So um, the actual uh, development started from there on uh, as a full-time professional. Uh, from 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 that time, I've uh, been in the workforce for about eight years now. And uh, to answer your question specifically about invention, I would say uh, it has been uh, well, basically forming my own identity. Um, I come from a small town, so that is basically my identity. And how I uh, apply those values in my everyday work, that has been the way I. Uh, you know, I myself. And, and for those of us who, who may not be familiar with small town India, could you tell us the, could you tell us what values those are that you're talking about? The values are, um, we, we value both individualism and collectivism. Huh. Uh, we respect the individual uh, rights and their space and everything, but basically what one person does affects everybody else somehow. There are certain things that, that are completely, uh, you know, private, but usually uh, man is a social animal and our actions uh, tend to impact others. So um, the mo most important value that I carry is anything I do, I make sure that it doesn't affect my fellow man. Mm -hmm. And I always carried that uh, in my places of employment. It's uh, a lot of times when, we, when I think about it, uh, you think about everything you do affects everybody else mm -hmm. in a job. And a lot of times people, when they're young in their career, tend to focus on getting ahead. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you're talking about something slightly different than that, or getting ahead in a different way. Is that fair? Right, yes. Um, so uh, basically, uh, when I spoke about uh, you know, being a member of a team and um, uh, you know, placing value on collectivism, uh, what, I, uh, what I meant is, uh, uh, we think about how our actions affect others, and in the workplace, how I carried that is, uh, well, uh, I always was a team sport. Mm -hmm. uh, well, being part of a team, and uh, uh, I learned this early in my career, criticize in private and praise in public. That is something, uh, well, I didn't have too many chances to praise or criticize anyone as, a, <laughs> as an upstart, but still, uh, any chance I had, uh, I used to follow those principles. And uh, when there is a problem, uh, we carried it uh, as a team. That is something that uh, I learned from my father and grandfather. They were both 
uh, working as part of teams their entire career, even though they were uh, uh, they were all individuals of their own. Uh, they always uh, valued the, 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 those same principles. And uh, the thing is, when when the team makes a mistake, every member is responsible. And when the team does well, every member is responsible. So uh, that is how I uh, uh, started. In. Yeah. You know, you said you, you, you'd done some startup work before. Mm-hmm. How did your startup work change some of these ideas, the work you did for a startup company? I mean, maybe, you know, did it reinforce this idea of, of collectivism? Um, or did it change it in some ways? Did it challenge it or, or did it strengthen it? Well, uh, if anything, it certainly strengthened it. Uh, because uh, in a large company, my first job was at a large company. Uh, there, things, there were a lot of silos and things were more structured. But at a startup, uh, there are issues. But again, there are plenty of good things. Like uh, uh, there were only about 80 or 90 people when I joined the company. And everybody knows everybody there. It's exactly like a like the culture that I grew up in, in a, in a small town or in a village or uh, in most of the you know uh, smaller societies. You you typically know everyone, and you know every person by name. You know their interests. You know what motivates them, and it's easy to work with the, you know that kind of group. So uh, that is uh, my experience from a startup. I remember you saying um, also when we previously talked about this that the first six months of being in a startup. I mean, the first six months of any position is hard because right. you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You fundamentally don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I remember you saying the first six months of the startup were particularly, particularly hard for you. Mm-hmm. What, what, made it, what made it difficult? Well, uh, in my case, this was a, a specific matter because I made a career change at the time. Uh, I used to be a developer for the first four and a half years of my career. And when I moved into the startup, uh, I moved into a business role, which was entirely new to me. And uh, when I say business, and because it was a startup, there was everybody involved in what I did, like sales, sales department, marketing department. There, there weren't exactly department, departments, mm-hmm. but just people, bunch of people working together. So uh, I had no idea what sales does, and I had no idea what marketing does, what motivated them. So learning that was uh, really hard for me, coming from a large company where uh, I was just, uh, you know, assigned tasks rather than, you know, uh, being accountable or responsible for something. Uh, that's an entirely different ball game. Uh, that is what I uh, faced at the startup. Whereas in a large company, it's entirely different. You are just given tasks, you finish them, you go home. Nobody asks anything, uh, any, any, any more questions. But at the startup and uh, for those first six months, uh, it was a really big learning curve. And to date, I really, uh, I would really say that that, that is my most valuable experience. So um, I, I spent a little less than two years at that company. I learned more during those two years than any other period in my life up to now. Wow. What did you learn? Well, when you uh, say that, you almost have to explain it, right? Sure, <laughs> yes. Uh, for one thing, like I said, uh, the different parts of a business like sales, marketing, operations, and HR, uh, uh, typically uh, the amount of HR uh, any person gets, the average person gets exposed to is recruitment. But uh, when I moved to that company, I learned more about HR operations, like what goes on inside a company. Uh, but uh, over there, uh, that was my biggest learning. And uh, I learned a lot about leadership. Uh, I didn't start leading people right off, right, right on the first day. But certainly, I met a lot of leaders there because it was a small company. They were both leaders inside and outside. When I say inside, they, they were leading their own teams. 
they were keeping them motivated. Mm -hmm. And that was hard because at a startup, things are uncertain, right? And uh, people are uh, always deciding, especially young people, they are always deciding whether to stay or whether to leave. Because at a startup, like I said, things are uncertain and they don't know if it's going to be rewar rewarding them or uh, uh, you know, punishing them uh, at the end of six months, at the end of one year. So uh, that is what I learned about leadership. People, every person was accountable for something. And it's not like they were given tasks, they finished it and went home at the end of the day. They were accountable for delivery and for actual revenue generation. Mm. So every person was responsible for something. <laughs> so uh, th those are the lessons I learned about leadership. It's being accountable, uh, showing up, and actually um, you know, contributing something to uh, growth of a company. Yeah, that was during the, the sort of tech boom in India. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. and. So you got to see a very specific type of industry in India and a very specific moment, economic moment. Right. Um, and you just talked about you know you've you've done some field trips mm -hmm. here and you're you know sort of one of the one of the interesting things about the MIS program is how connected it is with the industries in the area. Mm -hmm. um, what have you learned? Like, what would you say is the main difference between India working in India tech boom startup? and what you've seen on these field trips. Um, what are the differences and similarities? Well, uh, my interactions here on these field trips were to small teams. Uh, so uh, they practically behaved like startups oh. uh, because each person was accountable for something. They, uh, uh, each of those uh, persons within those teams, uh, they were all responsible for different areas. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of them were completely enthusiastic because uh, you tend to feel that enthusiasm. If, if somebody doesn't care about what they're talking about, right. uh, you tend to feel it. But uh, these people at Walmart, they really cared about what they were talking about. And uh, I think because they were accountable for what they did, uh, they acted like a startup within a large organization. Mm. Uh, it, it felt like, uh, I don't know this for a fact, but it felt like Walmart encourages that kind of culture, especially with uh, all the technology that they're trying to do uh, recently. Um, there are a lot of teams that do artificial intelligence and machine learning um, with the focus of, again, uh, customer experience because for Walmart, uh, customer is everything. So uh, they were really doing a great job. And to compare that with uh, my experience with startup and during the uh, startup boom in India around 2012-2013, uh, I think uh, it's hard to compare that because uh, you know uh, during that time it was all about uh, angel investors and people suddenly started having a lot of money, the nouveau riche, I think is so. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody was willing to invest and every, everybody suddenly had a pitch. Like right. <laughs> <laughs> the investor would meet someone and uh, everybody started pitching their idea. Um, I'm not sure if that is something I can provide a comparison on. But no, I just thought it might be interesting because you know a lot of our students, I mean, probably you know, a lot of our listeners may not know very much about Indian business. Um, how did that time with the startup change the professional you, I mean, you talked about leadership, to a point that made you want to return to graduate school literally across the world? Okay, uh, so uh, uh, when I joined the startup, that was a career change for me, and uh, that was about midway in my eight years of uh, mm -hmm. work, workforce industry. So what happened is I moved from a developer to uh, the business side as a business analyst, and that also meant that I had to, uh, you know, prioritize on what I was uh, doing on a day-to-day -day basis. 
So as a developer, I'm always focusing on the hands-on, like uh, delivering a program or writing a piece of code and uh, actually doing the operational part. But on the business side, I was uh, you know, working on uh, more uh, broader level stuff, like getting a project together or managing a project, managing requirements or uh, managing a client. Those are my primary responsibilities. So I was still doing some of the hands-on stuff like data analysis and uh, documentation, but those were uh, not my primary responsibilities, uh, obviously because of the role. And uh, that is the reason that uh, drove me to get back to graduate school because I realized that in today's world and in today's job market, without hands-on skills, my survival is going to be difficult because I'm still early in my career. Hmm. It's not like uh, I'm going to retire in five years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these days, even somebody uh, five years before his retirement is returning to graduate school. We have uh, a 35-year-old, uh, I mean, someone who's been in industry for 35 years doing the MIS program at our, our school, at, yeah, at Waterloo. Really? Yes. <laughs> that is fascinating. It's a vice president, and uh, he has returned to graduate school. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, I mean, you know, you you have to have those hands-on skills. Right. What, um, what has surprised you about the MIS program? The MIS program, um, the curriculum certainly surprised me. Uh, well, I was aware that uh, Wharton College is constantly upgrading its curriculum and uh, uh, keeping it cutting edge. But when I got here during orientation, I learned about, uh, you know, uh, they are doing blockchain, they are teaching blockchain, mm -hmm. which I'm not particularly uh, strong at. It is entirely new to me, I'm still learning. So uh, the school teaches uh, blockchain, uh, which is again uh, a, a very recent trend like artificial intelligence or uh, you know, using drones, that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, that, is, that was my biggest surprise. And the faculty and staff, uh, I find them especially supportive here. Um, it's even better than in a workplace where uh, I've had supportive people. Over here, I can go talk to them at any time and I can ask for support at any time. I find that uh, uh, really nice in this, uh, this school, yes. How hard has it been to get into sort of student mode? You know, you go from being a professional, because I did this as well. I, I worked for eight or nine years before I went back to grad school. Mm -hmm. And in some respects, I think that helped me because I was able to bring sort of that you know, focusing on the end goal or that mentality of doing something every day. Mm -hmm. um, I was able to bring that to my studies. And yes, I was older than, than my peers, but it, it helped me in a lot of ways. Um, but that's me. What about you? How did you get back into a student mindset, a student mode? And what advice would you give to, to other people who are perhaps on the cusp of the similar decision that, that I made before you and that you've made recently? Sure. Um, and uh, It's true of uh, me as well. Uh, I find myself older than my peers. Uh, <laughs> just the other day we were talking about uh, Linkin Park, the band, and uh, my classmates felt that it's an old band and I felt that it's, it's not that old. <laughs> <laughs> so th those are times when you realize that... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm old. 10 years older than everybody in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, what I uh, brought from my prior experience to the classroom is uh, looking at things like a project that I need to complete. It's not like I'm given a task and or a homework and I just need to finish it for getting a grade. Uh, the grade does matter, I'm not saying no, but uh, I look at those as a project, something that I need to deliver on. So there is a deadline just like a project and there is something I need to learn and there is something that I need to do and then finally deliver 
which needs to be of high quality. Right. So, uh, that is one thing that I, uh, th th that is the way I approach uh, most of my assignments. Well, I, I'm, I'm not the smartest student in my class, but uh, uh, there are techniques that I use from my work experience to, you know, make my studying easier. Hmm. Such as, what are those techniques? Such as, uh, so uh, I, I might have mentioned this before. So uh, when I first joined here, I uh, uh, started with a plan. Uh, just as when I start a new job, I have a one-week plan and then, and then a 30-day plan and then a three-month plan because that is basically how uh, the company expects you to perform and uh, they also constantly judge whether we like it or not. Uh, our bosses and our peers are constantly judging mm -hmm. us. So uh, my plan was to, uh, in the first week, uh, understand the program and uh, make sure uh, I came here consciously after uh, you know making a choice but uh, after coming here physically I made sure that in the first week I understood the program and during the first month I understood the expectations that the program has from me that is uh, there are certain uh, courses where I need to present stuff there are certain courses where I need to be good at analytical skills or maths and there are certain areas where I need to now be, be good at writing. So uh, these are all the expectations that I made sure that I understood during the first month. And uh, during the three month, this is still month three, and uh, um, I, during the three month period, my target was to, uh, you know, be more or less at the, um, more or less meet the expectations of the program. Because mm -hmm. uh, like I said, in the first month, understand the expectations, and by the end of month three, if I'm not more or less, uh, you know, near the um, near meeting the expectations, then there's something really wrong with what I'm doing. Right. So that is the plan I came here with. And that again, I carried forward from my work experience because of, uh, you know, uh, because companies expect you to be that way. Sure. And you have to be intentional. Right. Um, and I like the point you made about setting expectations uh, early on. Mm -hmm. But what expectations did you set prior to coming back to grad school? Did you have any expectations prior to joining the MIS program? And what were they? Uh, I did. Uh, so uh, one thing was to uh, be more hands-on and uh, learn some of the cutting-edge stuff that, is, that they're teaching here. And the other thing is to learn from my peers because uh, I see this as another job. For, for It's a one-year program and I see, th see this as a one-year job. So I'm working with different uh, people. The classes, uh, mix of cultures. We have a few Indians, we have a few, few people from China and then we have some domestic uh, Americans, and uh, they all come from different backgrounds. Uh, two of them are, uh, are psychology majors in the undergrad, and uh, we have a software major, we have a few accountants, and we have a few IT uh, people with IT backgrounds. So that is something, uh, that, that is the exact kind of situation that you would face in an office. You'd have to work with uh, people from different backgrounds, mm -hmm. and you have to speak a common language uh, that is really something that I'm learning here uh, because uh, if I speak in the same language that I used to uh, speak to a programmer back in my job, the accountant in my, uh, my <laughs> group project here is not going to understand. Right. So um, uh, that is something I'm uh, improving upon. Uh, I did have those uh, situations previously, like I used to uh, work with uh, uh, marketers and sales managers and uh, uh, finance and accounting people. but. Uh, uh, I, I was not really, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I was the best at it. So th I see this as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, my program as an opportunity to improve upon those skills. No, I like the way you talked about that because I, I think, I think a, a program like yours and, and maybe any any grad program, it's um, 
it's an exercise in learning how to communicate with different stakeholders, right? Whether that be your your faculty, whether that be your you know your thesis committee, your dissertation committee, or or, or whomever, um, or your advisor, uh, you're going to talk to these people very differently. And and one of the things I I sort of latched onto is the idea of persona or personae, right? The word persona means masks, and you know that mask you put on. And it's not a mask in like a fake way where you're trying to hide it, but it's a mask in the sense you're playing a role. Mm-hmm. Like how do we balance that idea of playing different roles as a professional or as a graduate student or as an undergraduate student? Or goodness, just as a citizen walking around every day in the streets. Mm-hmm. How do we balance those different roles we have to play, those different masks we have to wear mm-hmm. with that idea of inventing myself, my professional self? Um, that's something that's interesting. Have you have you ever thought about that, or what tips would you give about balancing that? Uh, well, uh, I have been through that struggle myself uh, a couple of times. Uh, it's still uh, early. Uh, it's not like I'm an industry. Sure, sure. Um, but I'm, uh, that is something that I'm constantly improving upon. And uh, the way I see it is, uh, I do hold my natural self as the uh, you know um, main mask, and the other things are just uh, well. I, uh, when I'm talking to a faculty, I cannot, uh, uh, well, uh, complain about the coursework because. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And when I'm talking to a customer, uh, I cannot uh, say that okay, uh, don't buy this product. <laughs> like, uh, uh, kind of like that. Uh, I know not not really the best examples, but uh, just uh, just trying to make a point. No, I get what you're uh, saying yeah. though. Uh, so, uh, the way I see it is, I have my natural self as the um, uh, main persona. And anything else I do, it uh, flows from that. So um, it's not like uh, I wear different faces, but I do uh, try to change my language or my behavior depending on the situation because uh, that is uh, I see that as a necessary part of uh, you know life. Mm-hmm. How has working as a GA been? Because I mean, you've you know again, you've come back to the end, you know, come back from industry, you've come back to school. You've come from India to the U.S. Um, how has GA work been? What have what's been the challenges for that? What's been different? How have you been able to use your professional skills and well, that sort of thing? Yes, uh, I certainly have been able to contribute um, a lot of my skills in my GA. And uh, one thing I'd like to mention is um, uh, I had different interviews. Uh, I was interviewed for different GA positions mm-hmm. and working at the career center where I do presently. That is something I uh, really wanted to do. And really? Uh, fortunately, uh, they offered me that position. Why, why did you want to work at the career center? But Aside from the fact that they're great people there. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, so uh, in my uh, undergrad, I used to uh, be a career services assistant. Uh, I, I used to uh, you know, uh, prepare schedules. And uh, coordinate with employers, uh, get them to the right rooms, and uh, manage the uh, room bookings, uh, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And even during my career, because I made a career change, I used to, uh, I know, uh, mentor people who were trying to do that kind of change. So I always saw that as uh, I, it was it was not for money. Mm-hmm. And with the career center, I even mentioned this to them during my interview. If nobody, if they weren't paying me, I would still have uh, done that job. So, <laughs> That is why I chose to. Oh, everybody says that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, what I really like about working there is uh, the projects. uh, They have really identified projects that can 
the, uh, projects where I can contribute my skills. Plus, uh, there are also opportunities for me to learn. Now, these projects are certainly uh, in the areas where I have worked in, that is technology and uh, business, because uh, career services is a business and it's using software uh, technology to make their job easier. Mm. So that is an area where I can fit in. At the same time, uh, those are products that I have never, used, uh, never worked on before. So that is a learning curve for me. And I get to interact with, again, just like working at a company, I get to interact with different teams. Uh, like for here, I am uh, coordinating with the Salesforce team that uh, handles all the student data. And uh, I'm also working, uh, supporting the redesign of our career services website. For that, I'm coordinating with uh, Drew, our uh, wonderful uh, web developer. Yeah. So those are things that I really love about. Yeah, it sounds like you're really drawn to project work. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Well, uh, as a sum, uh, I really enjoy getting things done. Yeah. Uh, so that is what drives me, and uh, uh, I really think that uh, that is the reason I am attracted to projects because in the end there is always something you need to deliver on, mm -hmm. and uh, that's what keeps me going. Um, I, I have worked nights and uh, days like uh, the, the maximum I've been uh, three days without sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just to uh, Goodness. deliver on something. So uh, that is really something that I enjoy. Uh, while in the program... Losing sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, de delivering something. <laughs> uh, in the program, there are uh, a different set of challenges. Uh, while I do treat this as a project, every course or every semester as a project, uh, there is a different set of challenges because this is obviously academia and mm -hmm. uh, scoring the right points and maintaining the right grades is important. But still, um, I see that as getting something done at the end of the semester. Mm -hmm. What do you want future Karthik five years down the road to be able to say about the MIS program and the experience at the University of Arkansas? Uh, about the MIS program, I think uh, I would be proud uh, five years down the road because uh, I made a right decision coming here. Uh, the supportive faculty and staff that I mentioned, plus mm -hmm. the exposure to industry. And uh, the important thing is uh, they let us do uh, things on our own. Like for example, uh, our class has, uh, we have uh, done two field, field trips on our own with no interference from uh, the faculty or staff. Oh, and wow. they were also happy to join us on that trip so that, uh, you know, there are certain things that uh, we as students may not understand so that the staff, the faculty can explain it to us later. Sure. Uh, they were genuinely happy to uh, let us do it on our own but still be supportive, like joining us on those trips. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, when we went on one of those field trips, we uh, met a Walton alumni of the same program. Saba uh, Bayene, she works at Walmart. She is a senior director of machine learning and artificial intelligence. Oh, okay. So the thing is, uh, she mentioned that she was the person who set up all the infrastructure and uh, platform for the enterprise systems uh, program. Oh, wow. Uh, Interesting. So she was really proud of what she did here, and uh, she was proud to see where the pro how, how much the program has uh, improved in all these years, five years later. Mm -hmm. I think uh, uh, I would be uh, proud in the same way, uh, of course, uh, considering that uh, during the ne next one year I contribute as much. You give an inter you have an interesting perspective um, on what you're going through now as a student. Interesting perspective on the student experience, the GA experience. Mm -hmm. uh, as well as, as a lot of experiences that that I think our students would be interested in hearing and our listeners would be interested in hearing because you know, you're coming back after 10 years of, of industry 
um, already had two career changes. I guess if you think about graduate school, this is your third career it career is. change. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's become more common. Um, people don't change jobs anymore. They seem to change careers, um, whether, you know, for whatever reasons, technology, opportunity, wanting to stay sharp mentally, or just changing interests, changing values, and changing situations. So I think, I think that's, you know, like I said, I think, uh, I think you had a lot of interesting perspectives, and I, and I do appreciate you for sharing them. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Walton Biz Talk. I really enjoy learning more about Karthik and how he's navigated the many transitional moments he's had. Tune in next time for more casual conversations about professional things.